Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. And we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Thrilled to have you guys with us. Here is how you guys can take part of the show. You can give us a call on the Renewal by Anderson fan phone. That is 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E, 844-326-3663. You can hit us on the text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go on the show. All right, my friends, it is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five, the top five biggest sports stories of the day. It is the top five topics we're discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate, Offsiders. The top five at five starts right now. And now, the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. All right, at number five on the show today. Here we go. You know, some might say, my dad always said to me, Mark, we'll get them next year. There's always next year. Well, unless there isn't. Uh, You know, some might say, well, the 49ers are so loaded, they're bound to be back next year. I went back and I looked at all the teams that made the Super Bowl and lost between 2000 and 2024. Here's what I found. If you lose the Super Bowl, only four out of 24 teams made it back to the Super Bowl within five years. Four out of 24. Okay? Five-year window. Four out of 24. Only Jim Kelly's Bills, Peyton Manning's Broncos, Tom Brady's Patriots, and now Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs have done the trick. There's a one in six chance you'll make it back to the Super Bowl within five years. Another problem for Kyle Shanahan. Every single team that has won the Super Bowl, among active head coaches who have done so, have done the trick between year two and year seven under their current in their current coach's tenure. Kyle Shanahan just finished year seven with San Fran. What happens after year seven? I really have no idea. Message gets stale. Team loses belief in the leader. Who knows? 
But my feeling is that San Francisco might have just rolled the dice on their last opportunity by the Bay. Next up. Four. This is interesting. DeMonte Capehart now back with Clemson after a gun charge. This has got to be on the all-word team. Was expunged. Expunged, the gun charge was. Clemson defensive tackle DeMonte Capehart back with the team after weapon and traffic charges were expunged through a pre-trial intervention program for first-time offenders charged with violent crimes, per ESPN.com and the Associated Press. Um, Capehart was arrested and charged earlier this month with unlawfully possessing a firearm on campus. Wow. And failure to exercise due care while operating a motor vehicle. Both charges were dropped late last week, according to online state records. Capehart completed the pretrial program, a school spokesman said, and was reinstated to the team, which begins spring workouts on Wednesday. Diesel, can you give me a base understanding to the open carry policy? You know, like, because, you know, clearly, Diesel, not everyone understands the, like, open can policy, right? Like the, you know, where can you have a white claw? You know, where can you not have a white claw? What, what you know, DeMonte Capehart was packing on campus. That was a problem. I imagine he says, I didn't know. And I imagine they said, we don't care that you didn't know. Ignorance what is the policy? Is not an excuse for the law. Yeah. Um, this is from AP News. So if anybody wants to provide any additional context to this, please do. It says, right now, South Carolina law requires anyone who wants to carry a handgun openly to get a concealed weapons permit, which requires training in gun safety and firing the weapon. Trust me, it ain't that hard to get a CWP. Uh, says that law passed in 2021. So if you have a CWP, which I have, I could legally open carry in a place where it is legal for me to do so. Now, there are always restrictions on where you can carry. Um, if, you're a, if you're a CWP holder, it is your duty as a CWP holder to be aware of all of those laws and all of the places that you cannot carry. So I don't know about the the um, legalities on Clemson's campus. I assume, but I don't know for sure, that there are probably restrictions on openly carrying on a college campus. I would imagine the same. In any case, good news for Clemson, good news for DeMonte Capehart. Back reinstated with the team. Next up. Three. You know what, guys? Uh, Clemson fans are a little bit up in their fields right now. They are a little bit up in their fields. Um, So they're up in their fields about this. Um, Here's what happened. Okay? Uh, And I got Hutch saying I'm reaching for content at this one. Well, Hutch, it's February in the upstate. What do you want me to do? It's what I believe, it's what I see, it's what I experience, okay? I've experienced a good number of Clemson fans saying the following, okay? We had a good run under Dabo. We had a good run. He's our guy no matter what. And I got a problem with that. Like, you're excusing falling short of the standard. No, I'm not talking about best is the standard. I'm talking about the win-loss percentage that Dabo set. Over the course of time in college football history, the best coaches win about 80% of their games, a winning percentage of 800. Tommy Bowden was fired at Clemson for posting a winning percentage of 615. That was clearly below the standard. 
But the last three years, Clemson has posted an average final ranking of number 16. The last three years, Dabo's posted a winning percentage of 750. Once you raise the bar, that's the bar. It doesn't change, okay? Never settle for a regression to the mean. And yet, you know, Diesel, like just in the last 20 minutes, I heard from somebody that said, literally no one I know is saying this. No one you know. Texter, do you believe honestly? Do you believe honestly? Okay. Um, that, that, that really, that you guys are exposed to everyone that there is in this conference. You, you, do you believe that? Really? I mean, like, do you, do you believe that you're exposed to everyone there is in the upstate? Do you believe that we're exposed to a greater number of people in the upstate than you are? Just because there's not people in your circle that may be saying that, that are excusing Dabo, believe you me when I say I've gotten a lot. I've gotten a lot. We get those phone calls all the time. Easily one or two a week, depending on the topics and how we bring it up. Or say things to us like, Dabo has earned the right to coach as long as he wants to. I'm happy with him no matter what he does. I have faith. I trust that Dabo's going to get it done for us. Those are the people who are not willing to vocalize that things are falling off and that something should be done about it. Guys, never lower the bar. Once the bar, once a new bar has been set, hold the operation to that standard. That's the case for our show. That's the case for our station. Why shouldn't it be the case for you? Why allow the bar to be lowered again? Don't do that. Next up. Two. At number two today, just for fun, uh, should the, if the South Carolina women played the South Carolina men, what would the score be? All right. I invite you to send your score to me. Um via the text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go on the show. Okay? Um, My guess is, and I'm going to amend this a little bit, I'll go men 100, women 50. 100 to 50, the men win. If you said, well, Mark, what about last year's South Carolina men's team versus the Lady Gamecocks last year? Last year, I'd say men 100, women 65. This year, men 100, women 50. This is not an attempt to be misogynistic. This is just an attempt to be honest with you. Okay? The reality is the physicality, the size, the jumping ability, the strength would be too much. So what you're saying is you'd have to spot the women 40 to make it a game. Yes. Yes. And Diesel, to be fair, the men's physicality, their speed, their length and athleticism would be way too much for us. Okay? <laughs> of course. It would be way, like this is not a, you know, putting down the women thing. The women's team would destroy you and I. Yeah, destroy us. Absolutely mutilate us. We might not score in the entire game. Okay? Um, but the reality is, guys, like this whole men versus women, my dad recently got into this with me. He said, Mark, the the uh, women's national team could beat the men's national team. He said that to me in May of last year. Soccer. 
And I said, Dad, it would be 10 nothing men before the 10-minute mark of the first half. 10 nothing. Okay? Like, I, I just don't think you understand it. No, the women are better. Well, against their peers, yes, they're better. Against the men, they're not. You know, uh, John Harks used to be the head coach of the Greenville Triumph here. And I made the mistake of asking him one time when he was in studio with us, how come our women are so much better than the men? And he goes, I'm sorry, what? He goes, do you want to see what that match would look like? Then I got it. I got where he was going with it. I got what he was saying. Okay? Um, He's saying, you don't want to see what that looks like on the pitch. What is your score if the South Carolina men play the South Carolina women? What would the score be? Diesel, I would be curious if we posted that question, not as a poll, but just as a question on the Fan Upstate Twitter page. You know, like, hit us your scores. I say 100 to 50 men. Diesel, what do you say? What's your score? Uh, the, These two teams this year. Yeah. I would say... I would say 110 to 65. Diesel says 110 to 65. Almost You're, doubling them up. I would say 100 to 50. What is your score, my friends? And finally, one at number one on the show today. It's only fair if we talk about Clemson fans, some being willing to lower the bar, that we talk South Carolina's standard as well. What should the standard be? You know, I know Gamecock fans like to feel sorry for themselves and like to lament a, a somewhat mediocre history. And I like to say history is just that. It's in the past. It is, it is a true statement to say that the only thing separating South Carolina from greatness is the same thing that Clemson found. Their guy, their head coach. Steve Spurrier has set the bar at South Carolina with a winning percentage of 637. No one else has done that. Right now, Shane Beamer is at 523. So what if you and I agree, okay? What if you and I agree that the standard at South Carolina is a 600 winning percentage? The best coaches deliver an 800 winning percentage. Good coaches deliver a 700 winning percentage. That level is like, you know, James Franklin, Dan Mullen. That's like the 700 level. Um, You know, Jimbo Fisher is like the 700 winning percentage level. Mark Richt is the 700 winning percentage level. Good coaches, right? I'm going to say South Carolina, the standard should be 600. That would be an average season of eight and five. Tommy Bowden was fired at Clemson for a winning percentage of 615. His average season was 7.6 wins and 4.6 losses. Can we can we go ahead and establish that today, my friends? The standard at South Carolina is a 600 winning percentage with Steve Spurrier at 637 and Beamer at 523. I want to know if we can come to that agreement. And those are today's top five at five. Now it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. The text line is there for you at 71307. 
Just start your text with the word fan and away you go. Of course, the phone line is the Renewal by Anderson fan phone. And you can get to us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube at the Fan Upstate on every one. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube. And finally, email. You guys can all email the show. Mark Ryan, that is M-A-R-C Ryan at thefanupstate.com. All the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. Coming up next on the show, not because of this directly, but a culmination of something that has happened mean it's time mean it's time to flush this in sports. And we'll do so next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. Wonderful to have you guys with us. Let's get caught up on what is going on right now. Mark, how excited are you to watch the ACC tournament and how Brownell does? Texter, I'm excited. Uh, Like I shared with you that I thought Clemson was in the tournament. Clemson is in March Madness. And I shared that with you after they beat North Carolina a few weeks ago. Okay, that is not going to change. That has not changed. Clemson is comfortably in. I know Tiger fans are worried about this. Don't be projected five seed right now. Gators and Gamecocks are seven seeds. I think the only topic is, you know, what team from South Carolina gets the highest seed? I think that is the topic. Then you have the topic of does Brownell really need to win in the tournament to keep his job or has he done enough to keep it all ready? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Texter says, oh, Dabo needed five seasons to get going. Spurrier needed five to get going. I'm good with Beamer getting five to get going as well. Uh, Dabo really got going in year three, Texter. Really, really in year three. Uh, Texter says, uh, proceed with caution. Women, six, men, nine. Uh, that's not really a basketball score, Texter. Mark, what ball would they be using in this hypothetical competition question? Did not think that far deep into it. Mark, how about just we say a basketball, okay? I think you should make the men shoot with the women's basketball. It's fine. Fine with me. I mean, it's you would say it's a smaller basketball going into the same size rim. Maybe they'd be more accurate with the shots. Maybe, but the, the ball would also be a different size. It would be a different weight. It would feel just a little bit different to throw it off 
just a little bit. I watched a video last night, Mark, about a basketball that Wilson just created. It's called the Next Gen Basketball. It's a 3D-printed basketball. There's no air bladder inside of it. You don't put any air inside of it. And it looks like the thing is it's it's plastic, essentially, 3D-printed material, but it's a honeycomb design. So you can see through the basketball, and it makes almost no sound when it bounces off the floor, and it makes kind of a whooshing sound. As you dribble it. I need you to explain to me, Diesel. I got Jackson a dragon that was 3D printed. I need you to explain to me how you put materials into a printer and something like that comes out. Like, what, what does this printer look like? So the, the, the printer is, it's it's like a box, and it's got, uh, it's got a, think of it like a hot glue gun, right? Like when you squeeze the trigger on a hot glue gun, material comes out. Well, the, the, the hot glue gun is on a robotically controlled arm that's very, very precise. So it just builds up and builds up and builds up in the places where you tell it to build up, where it's programmed to put material. And there's no material where you tell it not to put material. So it's really incredible what they can make out of these things. Uh, Mad says, the reminder, the match is on tonight and features the first time women will join in with Lexi Thompson and Rose Yang. Tell us a little bit more about that, Mad. Uh, Texter says, Mark, the women would beat the men 89 to 73. Texter, I love your belief in what the Lady Gamecocks are capable of doing. That is what a Wilson airless basketball looks like. And it bounces exactly like a Wilson basketball or like a regular basketball. It weighs the same as a regular basketball. Wow. But it doesn't make the same sound. Color me impressed. Texter says South Carolina standard is now to go O for forever, but beat Clemson and we're happy. Sad, Texter says. I'm a South Carolina fan, but I don't think the women's team would beat even Burns men's high school basketball team. Texter, you're right. They wouldn't. This is not a misogynistic statement. Okay, this is not a misogynistic statement. Like why why do like I I just it's just what I think would happen. Texter says the South Carolina woman could create matchup problems. Not a lot of inside presence or nor good shooters for the men. Um, the you might accurately state that the tallest. Pro, how tall is the tallest player on the women's team, South Carolina Diesel? Like I, I, I'd be fascinated to learn how tall sh- that person is. Is the tallest women's player that starts for the Lady Gamecocks? Even taller than the shortest player on the men's team. Let's see. Camilla Cardoso is six foot seven. Six foot seven. She's yes, she would center. be taller. She'd be taller. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of six foot six two. Uh, there's uh, Sakima Walker. She's six five. I don't think there would be much of a matchup problem, Texter. I, I really, I really don't think so. Texter says uh, men one twenty, women forty five. My score was men one hundred, women fifty. Diesel said men 110, women 65. Diesel, I think, you know, there's a lot of men's teams. Ole Miss didn't score 65 on the Gamecocks over the weekend. And so you're having the game the Gamecock women scoring more than a decent men's team did against them. You know, like, guys, it might be a miracle for them to get 50. And this is not me trying to hate. You know, it's just, it's just. Guys, it's you know, like the women's teams have like men's managers join them to give them competition at practice. Like, you know, like the student manager will like play against the women in practice. It's just that's it's not a 
this is not a fair fight, guys. This is not a fair fight. This is bringing a rock to a gunfight. Not a fair fight, okay? Uh, Texter says, the women wouldn't get 20. They would never get a shot off. You could say the same about us, but if 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 we put together, you know, um, myself, Diesel, Brandon Keeler, Rob Brown, and Lonzo, we wouldn't get a shot off again. Like, would we get a shot off against the women? Maybe. No. Would we get a shot? We get a shot off, Diesel. Would we get a shot off against the men? No. We'd we get our get- ankles broken. We wouldn't. It would be horrible we would. to watch. We would. We would. Um. I think the men could beat us probably 120 to zero. I think the women could beat us probably 120 to 20. Okay, I mean that's honestly that's honestly what I think if we were to play them. So don't say I'm a misogynist. I'm just saying women versus men is no no comparison. That is no comparison. Okay, we go to Columbia, where Jason in Columbia wants to hit us on Clemson and South Carolina standards. Who joins us next? What's good, buddy? How are you, Jason? Hey, I'm good, Mark. Hey, real quick, man, on this topic you're just talking about, you mentioned the soccer team. I think your dad was asking you about that. I don't know if you uh, heard about this, but this was back in 2015, the women's national soccer team that won the World Cup, okay? They played FC Dallas under-15 boys team in in an exhibition and lost 5-2. to Right, uh, and and I remember people made a huge deal about that at the time. It was just shocking to see that. Um, so, yeah, um, no, like I'm I'm with you, man. Like I'm I'm with you, and and so you know what? Now does that mean that that boys team on Dallas, the 15 year old Dallas uh, MLS squad, would beat the women seven out of ten? I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I know it's not good. You know, <laughs> I know it's not good on the yeah. women's side. So. Can we just can we just be honest about this? Like it wouldn't be close, and that's okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. I know you want to talk Clemson and South Carolina standards, though. Yeah, and here, here's one thing, Martin. I, I do find your your uh, discussion interesting on two fronts. Both we obviously have the Tyler from Spartanburg incident, so there is a portion of the Clemson fan base that is not going quietly into that night. Um, I do see some of the people on social media that are kind of more rah-rah, just uh, I guess you would call them more dogmatic, whatever Dabo says goes. Uh, But I think you're going to see that fire get turned up a little bit uh, the more this goes on, if there is a continuous dip. Um, And then also, hey, I'm a bandwagon 49er fan. I jumped on when I was six years old, and I've stayed on it. So the Kyle Shanahan point is well taken. And a lot of 49ers fans are kind of looking at it like we got to be careful because Philadelphia said the same thing about Andy Reid. And do you think they would trade for Andy Reid now? I mean, <laughs> uh, who got the last laugh there? So it's it's, a, it's definitely a balancing act. But let me, Mark, I normally am lockstep with you. Can I respectfully disagree sure, with something sure, you said earlier? Of course. Of course. Okay. You, you made a point and you said that basically South Carolina and Clemson were the same in football until Dabo got to town with the only real difference being that Clemson played in a, in a more cupcake conference. So, well, so I want to, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I want to, I want to share this with you. I am being called out for this online. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the same thing that I'm telling those people online. I love that. We've got a lot of people actively listening. I've been called out on this on social media. 
Diesel, I actually don't recall saying that, but if uh, this many people if this many people are saying this, yeah, yeah. then I may have said it. If I said that, Jason, I misspoke. Okay, and I'll tell you why okay. I misspoke. Um, Tommy Bowden was fired for a winning percentage of six fifteen. Steve Spurrier was the best South Carolina ever had with a winning percentage of six thirty seven. Sometimes we get off on riffs. Sometimes we get led down the primrose path. Uh, Jason, we say over 100,000 words in a show. I think I misspeak on some level on every single show we have. I do not believe Clemson is South Carolina as a program. Clemson has a national championship. South Carolina doesn't. I went down the wrong road there, so I I think I misspoke. But if you caught me saying that, I'm sure I did. Just please know you quoted somebody who doesn't believe that, okay? Okay. Well, you know, I, I had stats, but they're not needed because, uh, like I said, I thought it was strange because normally I am in virtual lockstep with you. Give me so the stats. No, give us it. the stats. Give us the stats. Well, I, I'd love well, to hear them. So, so I actually went back. So I'm a nerd, of course. So I went back and I and I grabbed. Now, South Carolina and Clemson played in the same conferences from 1922 till 1970. South Carolina left the ACC to go independent. They started competing in the SEC in 1992. So what I did is went back and looked at Clemson and South Carolina before 1992. Okay, one national title, zero for Carolina. 19 conference titles for Clemson, one for South Carolina. Seven 10-win seasons for Clemson, one for South Carolina. 18 AP Top 25 season finishes for Clemson, three for South Carolina. And this is the real kicker, Mark. I mean, this is unbelievable. South Carolina didn't even win a bowl game in their history until 1994. Clemson had already won 11, including the Cotton Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Citrus Bowl. That that just blows my mind. Unfortunately, I was a student at Clemson when it happened. And give them credit, Steve Tannehill put a whooping on us that year. Uh, they beat us like 33-7 to in Death Valley. Uh, and then they went on with Brad Scott, of all people, to win the CarQuest Bowl. And you'll really like this. You can actually find on eBay, Mark, they put out a DVD called Great Scott to commemorate their CarQuest Bowl victory uh, from the 1994 season. Just unbelievable. So uh, I figured you probably misspoke. But uh, anyway, I do agree with your overall point, Mark. We got to continue to have that standard. I don't want to wander in the wilderness for the 20 years that I did when Danny Ford left and you had Hatfield, Tommy West, and Tommy Bowden. Yeah, I don't know what kind of role I got on there, Jason, but it wasn't it wasn't a good one. It wasn't a good one. You know, every once in a while you start going down the path and you're like, well, wait a minute. South Carolina's done nothing. Clemson won a national championship, okay? South Carolina before Spurrier did literally nothing, okay? So, you know, Clemson decided that Tommy Bowden didn't meet the standard with a 615 winning percentage. So very clearly they're not the same. That was a misspeak by me. Uh, wasn't the first time that happened. Won't be the last. Uh, the best thing you can do when you misspeak is correct correct yourself. I don't believe that. But thank you, uh, thank you very much, Jason, for the phone call. It's always good to hear from you. My man, Jason Diesel, came prepared. Yeah, came prepared to uh, to put me in my place on that. But I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking or why why I went down that road. But. Every once in a while, guys, we just misspeak. That's all I can tell you. And speaking of of Jason and his mention of the bowl games that Clemson has won, my grandfather was on the 1941 Cotton Bowl winning team. So How shout about out that? to my grandfather, Russell.
Guys, can we please flush rushing the court? We had this incident happen over the weekend. Kyle Filipowski, okay? Kyle Filipowski uh, and Wake Forest beats Duke. They rush the floor. Kyle Filipowski injures what looks like his knee, okay? Um, and after the game, you might imagine Kyle Filipowski's none too pleased with that. Here's a projected first-round pick, top 10 pick in the NBA draft. He said, no reason they couldn't have seen me and worked around me. I feel like there was malicious intent here. You know, I, I felt a bunch of hits on my body. I, you know, I just, this one was the worst of them. Um, you know, so it's just, like I said, it's just really ridiculous of, of, of how, you know, that situation's handled. Did you feel like any of it was, was on purpose or was it incidental? I mean, if, punch, I've like already that? heard that there's some videos of, of, you know, getting punched in the back. And um, so I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, was, there's, there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. During Coach K's tenure from 1996 to 20. 22, the, the opposing fans rushed the court 58 out of Duke's 80 road losses from 1996 to 2022. That's a hell of a stat. Yeah. That's a hell of a stat. 72% of the time, 72% of fan bases who beat Duke on the road rushed the court. When's the last <laughs> – Diesel, ladies and gentlemen, when's the last time anyone ever rushed the court – beating Clemson or South Carolina's men's basketball team. Has it ever happened? Look, it is <laughs> just because, uh, and I know Rob talked about this on the show, on his show, just because the rate of injury is low during court rushes doesn't mean that the potential of injury is not there. It doesn't mean that it's not a dangerous situation. Uh, guys could get bumped. Guys could get run into, could get tripped, whatever. And we're lucky to this point that the rate of injury has been as low as it has been. You also can't really control the exuberance of thousands of potentially drunk college kids. I've rushed the field after a big win. It's a lot of fun. I've never rushed a basketball court before because we sucked when I was in school. We didn't have reason to rush the court, okay? But it's a lot of fun to rush the field. And it's... I think it's also that ESPN loves showing court rushes every single time. They lead with court rushes on their show. Anytime a big win happens, they lead with it, which means kids want to do it more, which means it happens more. I saw a stat a few weeks ago, Mark, of the rate of top 10 programs in college basketball losing on the road this year, and it's much higher than it typically is. It's crazy just how many top 10 road teams or top 10 teams are losing on the road this year. So court rushes, I think, are becoming more and more common because you see it on TV more, and somebody is going to get seriously injured at some point. I don't think you can stop them. I think what it does is it puts the onus on security to keep the court clear for 30 seconds after the bell rings. 30 seconds after the horn goes off, players get your butts off the court. Because the kids are coming. Because the college students are coming. Well, not only that, but add that to the list of all the reasons you shouldn't rush the court. 
Okay? It's a compliment to the team you beat. It's an insult to your own team. It's delirium from a fan base. It's regressing us down to our animalistic history where we can't even control our emotions and we are an uncivilized nation. I think you're right about one out of those four. You're, it's the delirium. It's the exuberance of college kids. I, I don't look at it as an insult to your team. I don't look at it as showing your team that, the, that you didn't think you had it in you to win. I think it's just the exuberance. It's fun. You know, just just let people have fun, but you got to hold them back for 30 seconds. Let the let the teams get off the court. Yeah, guys, I mean, it's just, but why don't the best programs do it, though? And the reason is they expect to win. Well, they don't do it because they've been there for a long time. Programs that have, that have been there long enough to get these big wins consistently, most of them are the elites of college basketball. So it's not in their culture to rush the court because they expect to win these big games. But programs that are on the come up, programs that are trying to fight to get to that level, it's un- it's unprecedented to them. We've got onsides or offsides coming your way next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. Awesome to have you guys with us here on a Monday edition of the show. Lots of activity going on here on the show today. Love to see it. Uh, My friends, what do you say we get to a little onsides or offsides? Now, I always try to do one sport and one not sport one. I'm struggling to find the onsides or offsides for sports today. Because we just did what I would have done for that. We did the storming the court, onsides or, or offsides. But I do have a couple for life, for uh, 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 having to do with life. Diesel, I established a new leftovers policy in our house, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, the other day, I brought home Tropical Grill for the family, okay? Uh, we all ate it. My wife only ate about a third of hers, Okay. The next day at lunch, I'm looking. The Tropical Grill is in there. She did not finish it. She also did not take it to work. And I took it out of the fridge, Diesel. And I said, no, in case she wants it for dinner tonight, it's only the next day. Okay? Didn't talk about it again. Next day is lunch. I go in the fridge. It's still sitting in there. And I said, sorry, babe. That's mine. You had policy. you had 24 hours. Yeah. We got to the day after the day. That was Tuesday. It is now Thursday. At this point, the leftovers are mine. So onsides or offsides, Diesel? Would, would it be onside or offside if you ate them the next day because she didn't finish it and she didn't take it to work? That would be offsides unless she specifically says, go ahead and have it. But to just have it without asking... That's offsides on the next day. It also matters, you know, who comes home for lunch when. Does somebody typically eat yesterday's leftovers as lunch today? Like, you you kind of get a sense for when people will eat their leftovers. So the next day is offsides. 24 hours later or more, it's totally onsides. You can't let food go bad, especially if you want it. You don't let food go bad in the fridge. 
Uh, I think it's on sides as well. What do you guys say? What is your leftover policy at your house? All right, Diesel, what do you got? Both of these are offsides. Let's establish this in advance. But the question is, who is more offsides? The guy who puts his shopping cart on the grass, like not in the corral, or the guy who nests his cart with the guy whose cart that is not in the corral? Like the first guy to do it, you you know you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you go to the grocery store, the corral is right there. Everybody knows where they're supposed to put their cart, but somebody always just sticks it way over there where it's not supposed to be. So who's offsides more? The first person who does it or the person who nests their cart because they say, oh, somebody else already did this. I'm going to do the same thing as them. Diesel, they're both totally <laughs> screw jobs. Yeah. They're both total screw jobs. It's like, you know, it's the whole two wrongs don't make a right thing. This guy's a Yahoo, so I can be a Yahoo too. And, oh, right. uh, you know, like I've never said, oh, look at this. You know, no one else is doing their job, so I'm not going to do it. Come on, man. Come on. Really? Right. Are we, are we really about to do that right now? Yet you see that all the time. Like I, I, I literally see that all the time. Uh, Diesel, there's a store around here where you have to bring your cart all the way back, okay? There is no place to put your cart, okay? And you wouldn't believe the number of people at that particular store that just leave their cart in the middle of the road because there isn't a spot to bring them back. I think that's so offsides. Yeah. So offsides, man. Oh, there's... Um Fox News Tucker Carlson is getting absolutely bent over on the internet because he went to Russia and he he recorded himself going into a grocery store and is like isn't this great? Isn't this system great? You have to put in a coin to get your shopping cart which incentivizes you to bring it back after you're done shopping. Like Tucker, we have that here. Yeah. Aldi has it. Yeah. A bunch of grocery stores have it. Just because Publix or Bilo or whoever doesn't have it doesn't mean that we don't have that in America. We already have that, and he's getting absolutely ripped for it. Diesel, uh, offside, onsides or offsides number two. This has always baffled me, always. So Angela and I go out to a restaurant on Friday night. Uh, she was getting her nails done. I was able to go pretty quickly after the show. Diesel, I, I walk into the restaurant, and they say the wait is 45 to 50 minutes. And I'm like, oh. Because, like, you know, I don't know about you, man. You know, like, you get there at, like, 8 p.m., it's after the show. I'm starved. Yeah. Like, I, I am just starved. I don't have 45, 50 minutes in me to wait to eat something at that point. And I look to my right, Diesel. There's three empty seats at the bar. And I said, can we sit at the bar? She goes, of course. I said, is the bar full service? She said, of course. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, what are these morons doing behind me? Go sit at the bar. <laughs> yeah. Go sit at the bar. You know, go talk to your wife, get a drink, get your whatever you want to eat, go sit at the bar. And then, like, I posted this, Diesel, on, on Twitter, and I had a bunch of people, you know, uh, pulling the religion card on me. And I'm like, really? You know, I said, at a restaurant, was just told 45 to 50-minute wait, seats at the bar open. Who waits that long when the bar is full service? Why would there ever be any empty seats at the bar and people sitting at the front at the entrance of the restaurant waiting 45 to 50. I have never understood this, Diesel. I am always team sitting at the bar. I'm pro team sitting at yeah, the bar. Yeah, I don't get it. 100%. I don't get it. Explain yeah. that to me. So people were calling you out for saying, what, religious people don't want to sit at the bar? Oh, because we don't, you know, you might drink and I don't drink and 
way to set a good example for your kid. You can you, know? sit, you can sit at the bar and not drink. Yes, exactly. They have water. Yeah, they, they, I think they do. They've got <laughs> menus. They've got well, Hey, enjoy your 45 to 50-minute wait, pal. I'll be done eating by the time you're seated. Yeah, maybe it's not quite as comfortable because I don't like sitting in, like, high chairs. Yeah, I don't either. But, like, it's worth it to be in and out a lot faster. Who wants to wait 45 to 50 minutes just to seat when you're starving? If you wait 45 to 50 minutes to sit, it might be another 45 to 50 minutes before food hits your mouth. You know the best feeling of a a restaurant with a wait list is when you've already put your name on the list online. Oh, yeah. In advance. Oh, yeah. And you just walk right in past all these dum-dums who didn't realize (laughs) that there was an online wait list. You just walk right in. Your table's ready, sir. Oh, have fun waiting. Ah, I'm going that way. What else you got, Diesel? Uh, okay, so you and I both know that most people are fans of the school that they're a fan of sure, because they were indoctrinated into it as a child. You know, you if you're a Gamecock fan, it's most it's probably, not exclusively, but probably because you were raised a Gamecock fan, right? So if your team stinks, and I mean really stinks, I'm talking Bowling Green level stinks, putting your kid – in the clothing of a team that really sucks, knowing that you're indoctrinating them into a team and a fandom that really sucks, that's not going to serve them well for their for their lives. So why the onsides or offsides? Of course, that's awful. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm not saying like like me as an uncle, I'm not going to buy uh, a bowling green onesie for my niece or nephew. I'm just saying like if I'm a bowling green fan. Because I went to school there, because it was close to my hometown. Like, and you have a kid, don't necessarily put them in a bowling green shirt. Let them choose. Let let them get let, a little bit later in life, and let them choose. Like, let them be a fan. Trust me, I, you know, if if I could give anyone any advice when it comes to picking a college, go somewhere that's good at something athletically, so that you have some some fun ahead of you as a student. Go somewhere that's got a good football team. Go somewhere that's got a good basketball team. Doesn't have to be elite at both. Just pick one. You'll have so much more fun as a student. Trust me. Like any parent that clothes their toddler in Cleveland Browns gear doesn't want <laughs> doesn't want right? their child to amount to anything. You should let them choose that life if they want to choose that life a little bit later on down the road, but don't indoctrinate them into that as a toddler. We've got the 6 o'clock hour coming your way next right here on Offsides. We are the Fan Up State. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.